The cane to Benteki Hokey Koki rewards the fearless. Welcome back, listeners. This week's mid-triple game week FPL headlines are planning for the blank game week. So that's game week 36, the upcoming game week with the deadline on Friday. And we also discuss who to own for the final three game weeks of the season. Welcome back to episode 214 of the FPL Surgery podcast. It's Monday the 10th of May. Fulham are about to play Burnley in a thriller at the cottage. And since we last recorded, the triple game week has not only been announced, um, but we're halfway through it as well. So, Josh, were you happy with the shock triple game week announcement? I was, yeah, I was. I mean, it was um, pretty uh, pretty harsh to take uh, game week 34 when uh, obviously the, the United-Liverpool game got postponed. So it was nice that you, you got... You got you know, the opportunity to get the points back straight away. Um, managers, um, you know, didn't have the opportunity to to then go and bring in those players that easily if they only had sort of one transfer going to game week 35. So, yeah, I was happy that it was that and it wasn't pushed to sort of further down the line. And, um, yeah, as you say, we're, uh, we're only halfway there. I mean, you were happy, but the people you mentioned that might not be able to plan for it were people like me. Um, with with one transfer and no Man United players, so yeah, well, yeah. but you know, but you you, you got eleven out in thirty four, didn't you? I think because I got, I think I had seven players, including Brewster. So six. I mean, and I a got half, eleven really. out, yeah, but I got thirty points. So, but yeah. Anyway, let's not worry about that. I'm sure we're we'll getting to our game weeks very very soon. Um, now this week's guest, he's the founder of the famous Moolah League, and also boasts two top 10k finishes with his highest being 1723rd so welcome to the podcast jamie ellis hi there jamie how's it going how are we doing guys i'm good thank you thanks for having me on i've uh, been looking forward to it and uh, yeah good to be back yeah no it's good, good to have you on i mean obviously normally i'd, I'd listen when you're a guest um but it's di- different today um how, how's the moolah league going this season yeah, been really good, really good actually. So we kind of uh, changed the dynamic of it a little bit, you know, with an eye on the kind of rules for money leagues. So we had it as a donation league. We teamed up with uh, Ross Shawland from FPL Merch, who I think is on the pod next week actually, who's provided loads of good prizes for us. But the structure of the league is really kind of still quite quite solid. We've got people from over 50 countries. We're going to expand to three leagues next year and hopefully go back to kind of the old school uh, Moolah League. So if you're interested, uh, obviously we don't have the plans for next season, but follow me uh, at Elysium Theory and uh, we might be doing some work with Football Joe. So have a look at, uh, at their site as well. That, that's something exciting that might be in the pipeline. But yeah, all good boys. Glad to, glad to be on. Nice. Yeah. And the Moolah League, I, I mean, I can vouch for it. I mean, I've not been paying much attention to it this season because I'm doing horrifically. But I mean, when I joined last season, you were doing, you did like the, the draw on Facebook and everything. And it's I mean, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really good. What, what we think is different with Moolah to some of the other leagues is that kind of interactive element. Uh, we have weekly updates on the Facebook page. Uh, we have socials. Um, and it's just a really kind of it's it's got the fun element to it as well, but it's also got a lot of serious FBL players in it. So yeah, it's a it's a league that I think is probably probably one of the best known in the world now, which is really really pleasing. Yeah, highly recommended. So perfect. And you. let's go into our. You're going to love this, Jamie, because we're going to go into our teams for this game week. Now we're only part of the way through. Yeah. But when Josh sent me through your team earlier, I could not believe your score and your game week rank. So, I mean, over to you. 
Yeah, I mean, you caught me at the right time. It's actually, <laughs> it's been a fairly average season for me. Um, but yeah, I've been saving the bench boost for a while. And I think that triple game week has actually really played into my hands because I kind of kept people like Pereira and Dallas I might have got rid of. They were on my bench. Um, Saka, again, another one that I thought of gotten rid of. Greenwood, I got on quite early. Uh, but yeah, I'm on 99 points after that kind of first round of games. So if I could double that for the rest of the week, be, it would be lovely. But yeah, it's my highest. Just just broken into the top 100k for the first time. So hopefully I can keep rising this week. A um, couple of players I'm scared of not owning. I don't have Trent. But yeah, apart from that, I think I'm in pretty good shape for this week. So I timed it well coming on the pod. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're you're in really good shape. I mean, 695th game week rank. I can only really see you going up as well because you've got three United, you've got the United captain, and they've still got two more games left. Yeah, so, you've got arguably yeah. the best three United as well. Sure, sure, Bruno and Greenwood, I'd say the the picks really, aren't they? Yeah, it's looking it's looking positive. I set myself a kind of ambitious target about six or seven weeks ago of getting in the top 50k. So that's still I'm, I'm winning a few kind of mini leagues. So that's still my ambition now. Um, but yeah, I need to really push on this week, and then we'll I want to know how high your game week rank can go, because you yeah. know if you're you're 695th at the moment, and you've still got you yeah. know two two players on your bench to play, because uh, mm. obviously as part of your bench boost, so that they'll play again as well as your uh, your three United players. It's um yeah, yeah you know Looking you good. should you should be chasing the the number one game week rank, and then you'll get a shout out from FPL and uh, yeah. what, what would you get packet of sweets or something I was also thinking Saka and Pereira who are kind of not many people probably have this week because of playing all the double um, they could have got big points yesterday I mean Saka could have easily had a 15 points at Pereira could have had a, so it could have been like really explosive but yeah I'll settle for the 99 points <laughs> considering the season <laughs> yeah, you'll take it I mean Kane as well Kane as well he could have pulled yeah perfect perfect and and Josh how how's your game week been so far? I mean, it's been good, but not quite as good. <laughs> yeah, it's been good, not quite as good as uh, as Jamie's. Um, so yeah, my game week rank is uh, 535k, which I would always look at as a really good game week rank. I think anything I always look at it as anything that's six figure within the top a million is a uh, is, is a good game week rank. If you do that every week for the whole of the season, you'll finish incredibly highly. Uh, if not win it um so yeah so i've got 67 points so far um captain bruno my only transfer i removed cancello and brought in luca dean um mendy's wonderful penalty save i mean you know that was uh that was one of those moments where i felt like blimey luck was on my side for a change so that was nice um, <laughs> a, gift, a gift from aguero oh, mate, it was beautiful <laughs> it was a, a beautiful thing my son and my uh, and my wife were in the room at the time and i just sort of um you know clenched my fists and uh, that was it i didn't want to you know be sort of screaming and dancing around the room because that looked rather pathetic for us that story was a bit of a letdown josh where yeah (laughs) but you know 37 years old we've married with it with it with a child i can't be um can't be doing that if i was on my own then yeah you know maybe maybe you know top top would have been off swinging it swinging around my t-shirt around the room and stuff but yeah so no it's been all right so far the game week come at the half at my halfway point 67 points and again like jamie said you know, double that and I'd, and I'd be happy. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, I mean, my game, I was quite happy with it, to be honest. I know it's a, I had a very small red arrow with 47 so far. 
Um, I, I ended up rolling my transfer. I was just in this situation where I had 10 players with a double. And then I knew during the blank game week, I had 11 players as well. So I was really well set up for it. And I, did, I just couldn't find a way to get a Man United player without doing a minus four, unless it was just Maguire or something. Then I'd have to lose either a double game week player or, or Kane. So the only option I even entertained was was Kane to Calvert-Lewin. Um, and I decided just, just to roll. And I've actually ended up, because I think, and I could be wrong, but it looks like a, I could a posh double on on our WhatsApp group because I just can't see any Man United players playing all three game weeks. So I just tried to not panic about it. I've captain Vardy. Originally, I was going to captain Salah. I was just a little worried that United fans will protest again for the Liverpool game. And the way my season's gone, you know, if I captain Salah, that might be more likely. So I captain Vardy. I was very happy with the assist. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Leicester against United tomorrow. That's going to be really interesting. I think Leicester losing that game against Newcastle and United winning might have played into your hands there because I think there's a chance United put out a weak team in that game as opposed to Liverpool game because I think that they just wouldn't get away with it with their fans against Liverpool. Um, I think that's the one that they'll choose to rest players in. And if that's the case, you sat there with Vardy, Iheanacho and Madison. you know, I'm not going to go as far as saying they could go nuts, but they could definitely, um, you know, convincingly beat United if they if they start if they put out a bit of a second string and also the likes of Maguire's injured yeah I mean it did look like they were either going to rotate for the Villa game or Leicester didn't it I actually was mm. thinking they'd rotate for the Villa game but I did too it, it was oh, one of those yeah. two it's not Liverpool because from a fan's perspective it's just too big a game isn't it yeah but yeah a long way to go anyway um but obviously well done Jamie there because you've absolutely destroyed probably most people well yeah, well yeah Eight million people apart from there's six hundred and ninety four people more happy than you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, going back to what you guys were saying, I, th- I think it will be a weak side from the I think Greenwood might start, but and Henderson, but I'm, I'm expecting Shaw and Bruno and a lot of those guys to be, and, to be rested. And then a, I'm definitely sure will hundred percent. All line up on Thursday for the Liverpool game, pretty much. I think I think um, what will be interesting to see where where they're at with the game. You know, I expect Bruno to come on for like you know. The last thirty or whatever, yeah. subject to the score. Uh, I'm, I'm just sat gonna, here hoping they don't start. But. They're going to be careful with Rashford. Um, I, I mean, you'd have thought Cavani would start after getting benched the other day. Greenwood came off after sixty odd, didn't he? So I'm hopeful he will start. Yeah. yeah. Then he played ninety in Europe. But I mean, I guess some people listening to this might already know know what happened. Um, but yeah, just, to me, just, just to mention our Patreon, if you'd like to join the FPL Surgery Patreon, you can Google FPL Surgery Patreon or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. And a shout out, of course, to our VIPs, Andy Portlock, Ron Frosk and Ross from FPL Merch. They're pl- pledging at the highest tier, so they get an extra special mention each week. So thank you to all of our patrons. We have no Alan this week due to be in, in the middle of the triple game week. But let's go straight on to the headlines. Brilliant. So our first headline is our plans for blank game week 36. Um, So as we mentioned, we've just come out the triple and now there's blank game weeks for several teams. Now we mentioned, Jamie, you've obviously had an amazing game week, but looking at your team for next week, it gets a bit more tricky, I'm guessing. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of had half an eye on next week with a couple of the transfers. So I bought Haita in and I bought Nat Phillips in, um, you know, thinking about the week after. Uh, currently, I've got eight players for, for next week. 
I think my plan at the moment is to take a minus four and to get that up to 10. I'd be happy with 10 players for the for the blank game week. So that's my plan at the moment. Looking at Michael Antonio uh, for next week up against that Brighton defence, which is without dunk. I'm actually really interested in gambling on maybe a City player like Morris or Foden. I can see them being really up for that game against Newcastle after that defeat. But then I'm thinking forwards, is the rotation risk too great? Uh, but yeah, thinking along those, or Sigurdsson as well, I'm thinking of. But if I could get 10 players out for next week with a minus four, I'd take that probably. What's your, who are your eight at the moment then for next so week? Have, I've got Martinez or Kaita in goal, so we'll play one of those two. Uh, Luca yeah. Dean, Nat Phillips, Dallas, Salah, uh, Pereira, uh, Mateus Pereira, Kane and Calvert-Lewin. So it's not a bad eight, actually. So yeah, right. just looking to get to And I remember the last one where it was that blank game week, I had seven and scored quite highly. So sometimes it's more about <laughs> the quality of the players that you've got than the numbers, isn't it? So hopefully I can get, get by with 10 next week. It, it sounds like you've got the main three there because you've got Kane, you've got yeah. Salah and then Calvert-Lewin against Sheffield United. He's obviously yeah. going to be popular. Yeah, he's a captaincy shout, isn't he? Although Everton, much better away yeah. than they are at home, which is kind of... Yeah, you, you couldn't do it though, could you? They're just... They're, they're, um, you know, I really like Everton in FPL, but they're, they're so unpredictable. Um, I once this season and it was a two-pointer, so it's kind mm. of... Doing it, doing it again. Yeah. Normally, so, I'd say he's bad at bonus, but he got max bonus this week. So yeah. I guess he just didn't miss as many big chances as he normally does. Yeah, and he set Josh King up for that one at the end, which really should. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot Josh King existed before he came on the pitch. I was like, Josh King, God, he's done a lot since he got. He went there in January. He's barely played. Yeah, he looks like he's um, done a lot of eating by the look of him as well. He didn't look. He's <laughs> enjoyed his lockdown. So, so you're looking at. Um, I'm presuming Ian Acho to Antonio. You, yeah, you said. Antonio. What, what's the other one you're looking at? Other, other you know, Greenwood to either Sigerson, or I'm going to look nearer the time at who, what the City lineup might be. I'm really tempted by Mara's because yeah. he's so explosive and Newcastle. I know they've been improved lately, but you could, if Mara's starts, you could see him getting a 15 pointer. It's just a bit of the risk reward with him, isn't it? Whether he's going to start or not. So you got a bit of money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, I'll be able, to, I'll be able to make those two, those two transfers. Nice. I think we're looking at a similar kind of players because I've got eleven players starting already, and I mean they've actually got quite good fixtures. But it's because I did so many hits in the weeks coming up to the blank and double, so I was trying to bring in players like Concer and Target who at least have a fixture. But yeah, the, it sounds like you're looking at the same kind of players as me. So Foden and Mares, they're right at the top of the list for me. Um, just think, there was there was a quote from Pep, I think it was today, that you know it's the longest break they've had for a while, so they're going to go out and try and win the title, obviously, um, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, it will be exciting to have to have one of them. Um, it's, it's, the Friday, it's the Friday kickoff as well, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it'll uh, be on Penns this week anyway. <laughs> no. I don't even think it'll start. I don't think it'll start. No, no, I don't think he will. I think I think they'll play their Champions League eleven. Um, depending on De Bruyne's fitness, of course, but I think it will be the Champions League eleven. I think, yeah, it would be very nice to own one of them, wouldn't it? Really, God, and um, such an exciting captaincy option as well. The problem problem with them is obviously there's limited spots in our team, so there's also it seems like all the legacy teams as they were seem to have good good fixtures. Like you've got <laughs> Liverpool, have got West Brom, so you could get Jota. I was even looking at Mane. So it's it's actually quite tough because I could I probably can only get in one unless I'm happy to lose Lingard or Sigurdsson, but I I don't want to lose Sigurdsson against get ahead of Sheffield United. No. Um, 
And also, owning Sig- I saw you've got Dean as well. Well, we've all got Dean. Uh, but owning Dean and Sigurdsson was pretty fun. Even though Sigurdsson didn't return, they were at one point, Sigurdsson was taking free kicks and him and Dean were alternating corners. I think they had like three or four in a row. Everton, I think, have scored the most headers in the league uh, this, this season. So I do, I do still like Sigurdsson for this week. Yeah, I like Sigurdsson as well. I always feel with Dean, he's good to watch as an owner, isn't he? Because he's involved, you know, he's on corners, he's, he's always involved. But he could just as easily get a one point as he could like a 12 point. He's a fun player to own, Luka Dean, I think. He is, although I saw this stat on Twitter and it's actually true. I didn't believe it at first that he's not had a shot on target this season. Mm. <laughs> really? No, I didn't know that. Okay. No, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he's only scored four goals for Everton, so I guess it is more the, more the set pieces. Yeah. I guess he was playing as a wing back as well, but... No, he's so, done well recently. It's, it's always six points or one with Dean. Jamie, I was going to say one one other thing. You um you're not considering losing Bruno because I think that's that's the big question mark for me this week. Is um you know if, if you're if you if you're only considering Mara's Foden and you've got an easier sell in Greenwood, then yeah. But I think Bruno is another option to sell this week with with the blank and obviously. Um, you know he's he's worth the most in terms of the players blanking and um, a way to getting to the likes of Bale or some potentially. Yeah, I mean I I got rid of Son this week actually, and I've got a feeling that might bite me in the backside. I think if I wanted to get Son back in, I'd probably have to get rid of Bruno. But at the moment, I'm happy with those options. But yeah. So I think I probably will keep Bruno. People selling yeah. Bruno, I guess it would be an easy... Like I mentioned before, it's really hard for me to get both Mahrez and Foden in alongside, you know, Jota and Mane. But I guess if you've got Bruno, it might make it a little bit easier. And all with someone like Madison. You know, it, I think that'd be quite an easy sell for me. But I'm not the biggest fan of Bruno. Really? No. <laughs> you absolutely despise him. I don't, I don't despise him. No, you just he's just not your sort of player, is he? No, I mean, I like penalty takers. So <laughs> maybe I should. But I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't actually like watching him play when I own him. But maybe that's tainted as well because he was always over 100% ownership. Mm. So I've never really gained from having Bruno in my team and him scoring points. Mm. Um, but maybe that's why you captain him. I just think he's one of those players that just trickles points in all the time, you know. And, um, you know, he's just uh, relentless from that perspective. But I know what you mean. But I, I, I don't think there's, if, I, if I'm honest, I don't think there's been that many players really that you've been able to captain this season and kind of rely on them, really. Salah's not been on his normal self. Nobody know. has outside of Kane's. Kane's had his moments. I mean, yes, on the whole, he's been the most reliable captain. Um, but you know, I mean, this blank at home to Sheffield United was pretty unexpected when they won four nil. Yeah, it's been it's been a funny one, and um, I, but I know what you mean about Bruno. He, he can be frustrating to watch. He's a little bit similar to KDB in that in that sense, you know. Um, in that sometimes he can get a bit more withdrawn, but he's but definitely think- for for me he's definitely a question mark as to as to who to sell this week, but. The reason why is because I don't have a great deal of money in the bank. So I've only got 0.4 in the bank. And that means for me, so the only players I've got that aren't playing are Bruno, uh, Rudiger, Shaw and Ian Acho. So it's whether I go with the higher upside of selling. I've got two, two transfers. So do I go for the higher upside of selling Fernandez and Ianacho and essentially picking more or less any midfielder and striker in the game 
um, because Bruno's, you know, Bruno's going to give me the money to be able to do that, or do I go with just selling Rudiger or Shaw for like, you know, a defender that's got three good games before the end of the season? This is the thing with this point of the season now, like it's so team dependent. So mm-hmm. I mean, oh, like, J- Jamie's so. Jamie's got money in the bank, so probably can look at holding Bruno. So it, I guess it's just best to you know shout out players that we like. Um, you know, most people are gonna have three transfers left. Some people might have four. I doubt there's many chips floating around. But we've got a question though from last week's guest, so John Allison, who's asking who's the best differential captain for game week 36. Would you go for a City player now that only have Premier League games for the next few weeks? So if we start with you, Jamie, obviously you mentioned a few players, but who would you say is you know the best differential captain? Um, just have a look at the fixtures now. I think Antonio is a good shout who we mentioned before. Yeah. I also think somebody who who's very popular in terms of ownership, perhaps dwindled a bit lately. I think Bamford against Burnley could be uh, a good shout if you own him. Um, I think Everton. You know, we talked about DCL, Sigurdsson. That they're, they're they're decent shouts. Um, Watkins will be back for that game against Palace, won't he? Because he serves his his ban uh, this week, so he's he's another one. But any of those City guys could, are going to have fairly low captaincy uh, kind of ceiling, I think. So uh, for me, I would be thinking about a Mahrez or a, or a Foden or somebody like that. Yeah, I, c- I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, there are a lot of really good captain options this week, outside of Kane and Salah, who I think would be the most popular. Mm. But I guess a lot of them, like Bamford and DCL, are kind of highly owned or at least 20 percent 30 percent kind of eo so i think those city guys it's hard to look past them really because surely myers and Foden start you know that's their best that's their best team generally yeah you'd have thought so yeah you but which one so. out of myers and Foden? that's I'll the go, i just go for myers personally Mahrez is explosive for me if he goes yeah. he normally goes big I've, and i've had him for a few big hauls before he will do he will go one way or the other <laughs> he'll blank or or it'll be like a a double figure score and he'll get two attacking returns but i think when a when a player's on form in the uh in the premier league like he's one of the most dangerous players on form i think in terms of an fpl perspective i think last season he was the most points per 90 was he or most points per minute of all yeah, players yeah per minute played yeah yeah he's he's just he's just ridiculous i mean if he can, if if next season he can nail down that place, and I think anyone nailing down a place in Pep's lineup is always a bit of an issue, um, minus a few players, of course. Then I think he could be he could be gold. But I, I, we we say that most seasons though. He always has a spell, doesn't he, where he just looks absolutely ridiculous and unplayable. And I think that's that's now. But I think anyone, any any, I mean any of I wouldn't rule out Gundogan either. I think Gundogan's a great option, especially if KDB's out. Gareth Bale, Spurs against Wolves could be. A- yeah, but I think yeah, Bale, Son. The Liverpool West Brom game interests me in that now West Brom are down. Mm. I don't know. Has Allardyce packed his bags, or is he going to do it in the Championship? I can't imagine at his at that stage in his career he's going to be bothered about managing teams in the championship he's going to move on to his next contract next january isn't he and, uh, yeah put, move put, on to watford yeah <laughs> watford norwich or uh whoever comes up from the championship it's true though like i just i don't i can't see him doing that at this stage really 
but yeah, no, there is so there's quite there's quite a few good options. Mane could be good for that one. Richardson against Sheffield United. I think it makes it an interesting week, and also it probably depends yeah. on a lot of people what their situation is in their mini leagues. You know, are they playing catch up and they want to go for a differential, or are they playing for overall rank and going to go safe with a cane? I think it is an interesting week that week in terms of there are so many options. Uh, yeah, it feels like Kane's due for me at the moment, and that's why I like him at the moment for the, for next week. Yeah. It's just that, yeah, and he was unlucky not to score in the, in the yeah. last last game as well. I'm just going to make a case for Foden over Mares, and it's more to do with, because we've only got a few weeks left, and I think if we're bringing in a City player, it might be for this game week, and then, you know, maybe they'll start against Brighton, but you can't be sure. Probably not against Everton. So I think the good thing about Foden, because he's dropped to six million now, so you could bring him in, you could captain him, and then he could probably just sit on your bench because we're so near the end of the season. Whereas Mares is that little bit more expensive where, I don't know, benching Mares, it feels like you'll want to transfer him out and then it will end up using two transfers. And you'd go Foden over Gundogan, would you? Yes. Jamie? Yeah, i go for I go Foden over Gundogan. I think it's a really good point, actually. I think I'll probably, you know, for the, for, the, for the price that Phil Foden costs, you're not going to have a problem. Bring him in your bench. He's a lot more budget friendly. I think I probably still will go for Mares, but I can definitely see the reasoning behind why you said that. Yeah. I guess with the captain, you do want to make sure you're getting the person that you think's got the highest highest ceiling. Yeah. Um. So there, I guess there's that downside as well. But it's just just a little case for Foden, really. Um. But yeah, no, I think that's brilliant. So we'll move on to our second headline. So who to own for the final three game weeks? So I mean, it's scary that there's only three game weeks left, and one of them's a blank game week. So there's, I mean, there's not long to go now. So I guess what we should start with is may- maybe if we start with the defenders. Now, maybe people don't want to be making defensive transfers, but there might be a couple that stand out. So, I mean, Jamie, are there any defenders you've got your eye on? I'm thinking West Ham, actually. I thought defensively, last couple of games, they might be worth investing in. I saw yesterday, I never know how to pronounce it, Sufel or Kufel. He hit the post yesterday, didn't he? And I think him, West Ham has still got a lot to play for. Uh, I would be looking at West Ham defenders. Uh, Everton as well. I nearly got in Ben Godfrey this week. I was gutted, actually. I nearly got Godfrey in this week. And I think he looks nailed in that Everton back four now, doesn't he? So I think he's a a good shout. He's class, isn't he? Yeah. uh, He's an outside shout for England, personally. I'm a bit annoyed I went for Target over over him. It was just because I was was finding it... We knew that Villa and Everton had a double, like 100%. But the Villa defenders, you could... 100% 100% on there was that little risk with some of the Everton defenders like mm. Holgate was benched for example this weekend yeah. but yeah I wish I'd gone for Godfrey and one that's pretty obvious but is um I think he could do some damage the next few weeks is Stuart Dallas I mean luckily I had him on my bench boost I've had him I've had him for weeks where he's absolutely nailed it and didn't have him come off the bench but the positions he's taken up and the, how good he was against Spurs you know if you haven't got him I'd probably jump on him for the last three weeks as well yeah, he's killing me. I've because I've got Luke Eiling instead. Because when I wild carded a few weeks ago, I was like, I'll save a little bit of money. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd never I I wouldn't have got any points off Dallas when Eiling hasn't. But I yeah, don't know, that's it, it feels, isn't it? Because sideways, I, do I do the move? Do I do Eiling to Dallas? I had <laughs> I had Dallas uh, since my game week two wild card all the way through, then wild carded in game week thirty one, and sold him, and he obviously got the seventeen points against City. I wouldn't have had those points because he would have been on my bench, obviously. 
and then he got and then he got attacking returns this week against Spurs, and again he would have been on my bench because uh, he, he doesn't double. So it's um, yeah, he's 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 got the points in games you you know um, FPL players don't yeah. didn't want him to get them. Obviously, it worked for Jamie with his bench boost, but I can imagine that I wouldn't have played him in my first eleven this week. Only no. yeah, I'd have with him is. With Rafinha out, he's been playing really far forward the last few games and been on a lot of set pieces. Rather, I think Rafinha coming back, he will step off some set pieces and not be as advanced. But he's still, oh, and Calvin Phillips as well. Calvin yeah, Phillips has a good share of set pieces. For the money. With, yeah, with both of them out, it makes a huge difference. But I echo your thoughts about him. I think he's um, he's a great option. Um, West Ham, I do like for the last three. But they make me nervous, one, without Declan Rice from a defensive perspective, and two, when they play a back four rather than three at the back and wing backs. I think they're a lot more solid. When they play three at the back and wing backs and then um, Sutek and Rice in the middle, they're, they're great defensively. But, yeah, without Rice and without um, and with four at the back, I just don't feel that they're particularly solid. Um, I think other options... Liverpool, obviously, they got three yeah. fixtures, but I guess a lot of people have already got Liverpool defenders in. But yeah, they look good for the last three games defensively. I think. Yeah, it's probably that's probably it though. I mean, it's um, in terms of like players who are going to give you, you know, uh, a number of 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 you know, well, all three decent fixtures. They are at their top of the ticker. Um, Liverpool, Leeds, West Ham, in that order, they're the top three. And um, they're the ones we've just mentioned. I think anyone other than that, you, you're picking a team we've got at, you know, one dodgy fixture out of three or two dodgy fixtures out of three. Um, apart yeah. from Sheffield United, and I wouldn't really want to go there. Got... Potentially good. Normally at this stage of the season, Van Arnholt comes into his own, but he's not even guaranteed a slot at the moment. No, he's not getting a start, is he? Right. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think those are the defenders. Sounds like we've got similar lists. I mean, I've got the same reservations about West Ham as well. Cause, but then Sue Fowl, he's returning. You know, he's getting a lot of attacking returns recently. So you can't go wrong with that. D- Dallas was the first one on my list. That that oiling problem. If I've got a spare transfer, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Or I could double up on their defence. Um, but the interesting ones actually, you both mentioned. I'd do that if I was you. Which was that? What to double up? Yeah. The only issue there is I've got, already got Rafina, so it then blocks me off Bamford, which I. And I guess we'll move on to strikers, but I don't know if that's a problem because there no, are there so I think, are I think there's better strikers than him at the moment from a form perspective. Yeah, it's it's either doubling up or I could do Ailing to Dallas and then it doesn't block me from getting a third Leeds player. But look, there's not many game weeks left. Exactly, um, you've only got but, four transfers. But it's a luxury transfer, so only if I could... I'm going to have to have a proper play around with this, but if I've got a spare transfer, I'm going to do it because I feel a lot better having Dallas than Ailing. Um, but the Liverpool ones are interesting, actually, because I've got Salah and Trent already. So the main two, I sold Jota a couple of weeks ago. And then you've got, obviously, you've got Phillips, like who you've got, Jamie. And I had him a couple of weeks ago till he got injured. There's also Robertson as well. So it becomes this whole discussion around who's your third Liverpool player. We could have Robertson, you could go Phillips, you could go Mane or you could go Jota. So I guess that also moves us on in, into midfielders. So, Jamie, who would your preferred third Liverpool player be? Well, at the moment, I've got Salah and Phillips. I wanted Trent this week, but I just couldn't stretch to it. Mm. I know you mentioned earlier, 
I think Mane could be good these last few games. I think, you know, he, he could be a really good option. And I guess a bit of a differential as well, because he's not, his ownership's not as high as some of those other players. Jota, I've gone off. He really looks out of sorts at the moment. I know he could come back. Again. Funny, isn't it? Because he's getting in all the right places. Yeah. He's getting all the chances. His stats are absolutely off the charts. He's probably one of those, if I had him, I'd keep him. But yeah. I wouldn't be bringing him in at this point. But I'll tell you one who's quite... A, Another one that I looked at this week was Allison. I mean, he racked up the points at the weekend. If you think they're going to keep three clean sheets, he's, he's been picking up save points and bonuses as well. He's another option, although people might think a goalkeeper's a bit of a wasted transfer at this point. But, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be looking at those guys. Robertson, no, not for the money for me. I think you've got to go Trent over Robertson, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it'd just be if you went for both. Robertson yeah. and Trent, but then I guess you want Dallas and maybe Dean, and then you're playing four at the back, so maybe it's not that not that viable. Yeah, Mane, he's one I really want to consider, but it just ties up a lot of money with so few transfers that I don't want to do any more hits the rest of the season. And if you jump on Mane and then regret it, it's quite hard to get off. It almost feels like one where you're then going to have to downgrade loads. Then you've got like five, six million in the bank. Uh, like I said earlier, West Brom. Could be on the beach now. I mean, that could be a, that mm. could be a four or five next week, couldn't it? So it's just kind of, how's that game going to go? I'd expect Manny to be in the goals if Liverpool are. So it's an interesting one, isn't it? You've got a lot of options with Liverpool. It's about getting a, getting that right balance. It's a really tough game with this. It feels like these transfers are really important, what we do and which teams we go to. Yeah. Um, not to put pressure on it, but yeah, it does feel does feel tough. And I guess we've also mentioned... Foden and Mahrez earlier already, but are there, are there any other players, Jamie, that you're looking at? Yeah, I, I think Sigerson is a, is a good shout. I think um, you know Everton got a lot to play for. He's at the centre of everything uh, with Rodriguez out, so I'll be looking at him. Villa, I watched them yesterday. They just seem to be lacking so much without Grealish. I guess John McGinn has not really been in the points lately, but he actually, if you watch the games, he's looked quite good. So might be one worth uh, considering. Um, Leeds, maybe Jack Harrison, if you want a kind of budget kind of option. West Ham, if you haven't got Lingard, I wouldn't bother with any of those of them. I think Salchek might have kind of had his purple patch uh, now. But the one I was going to mention, um, which I think you guys flagged last week, is Eze for, for Palace. He, he looked absolutely brilliant at the weekend. And, uh, you know, I'd go for him ahead of Zaha or any other Palace player, I think. He's a good player. It's just like we said last week, the the shame with him is that he plays for Palace. Um, that's that's the that's the one knock on yeah, knock yeah, on, yeah. Knock on Eze. Um, you mentioned Lingard actually. Yeah. He's an interesting one actually because oh, I don't know. Like, do you think he's? I don't want to say finished as an asset, but do you think there's better assets at the moment? Like, yeah. if you could move him to Foden or Mares, for example. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think Lingard. If you run him from the start, you know, you've done well. But he he has tailed off the last couple of games. Got booked, looked quite frustrated yesterday. Uh, and I think, although he's a different position, Antonio, for me, up against those weak Brighton centre-halves would be a better option than, than Lingard if I was going for a West Ham player this week. Lingard's regressed, as we expected him to. He was never going to keep that up. But I do feel that with their last three being Brighton away, West Brom away, Southampton at home, it might be a little bit over-management selling him. Mm. No, I don't think I'd tell him if I had him. I, I just, I just wouldn't bring him in. I think I'm going to go for it. No, no, I don't. I think he's a don't buy, don't sell right now. Yeah, exactly. 
I think it's just with the season, the end is so so close now. Um, I mean, you could look for someone lower owned. I mean, I think I'm going to keep Lingard. I mean, I, I, you know, I did a big hit to get him in, and that was only a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I mean, like like Jamie mentions, I much prefer Antonio, for example, if I was looking at a West Ham West Ham player. Um, but Josh, do you have any um, midfielders that you're looking at outside of those ones or any we've mentioned? Just uh, Bale and Son, which we mentioned mm. earlier on, but not um, in the last few minutes. Yeah, I think uh, Bale and Son. Um, which one out of those two? So, Because obviously Bale's getting subbed early. That's the one yeah. thing I think, with him, isn't it? Yeah, I think Bale will start every game between now and the end of the season, barring injury. But I think, um, yeah, Son's just a bit more... Yeah, I think it's more reliable, um, but Bale's, um, Bale's, yeah, probably higher upside and also obviously more of a differential is a lot, a lot, lot lower owned. I do like the city options that we're discussing, but every, but it's very reliant on one game, and it doesn't feel. It feels great if they smash Newcastle five nil and they come away with two attacking returns and you're laughing. But I would only, I think I'd. I think I'd probably only justify it if I was going to put the captaincy on them. But, do you know what? That's exactly it. I think the Man City players you can captain, whereas if you bring in Mane yeah. or Bale or Son, you're probably not going to captain them <clears> because you're captain Salah or Kane ahead of Bale, Son or Mane. Yeah, I think I think the thing is is I, yeah, I just I just say say for example you brought in Mares or Foden and they got 15 points and you're like great 15 yeah. points brilliant. It's then you've got a player in your team that is potentially likely to not play 37 and 38 they've wrapped the league up they might come on 15 20 minutes get a little bit of rhythm you know keep their legs fresh for the champions league final it just it just feels awful if, unless if you, get Foden, you if you get Foden you could bench him for both games yeah like you said or, yeah. or Gundogan I think it's exactly the same position I think with you I think you know you said earlier you've got you're in a great position for next week I mean that you've got eleven already, um, and you've got two transfers. Um, and I think the great thing for you is you can probably have the luxury of bringing one in, whacking the captaincy on them, and then taking them out the following week if you wanted to. I just don't know if, yeah, if if I'd, if I'd rather look elsewhere and you know find someone that I feel, yeah, they're going to play the last three games and they're an option for me for all for all three game weeks, as opposed to. I don't think I put the captaincy on it. It's I mean Newcastle have been looking a lot better recently. It's away from home. It's not at home, and you know there's great captaincy options this week. It's not like we're struggling. And the other thing is 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 City's goals are always so spread in that you could easily pick the wrong one that blanks. But there's more goals to go around. It, I, I do agree with you yeah. here. It is one of these things. It, I know it sounds silly with three weeks left, but it does feel quite short term. It's a free dream. If anyone is on a free hit, 36, yeah. and they've and they've muscled through 35 and kept it, oh, my God, get like... Eight guys there is. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'd, go, I'd, go three, I'd go three city attackers, including the captaincy. I'd do like... I'd personally... Presuming De Bruyne is not going to play that game, I don't know whether he will or not. I'd go Gundogan, Foden, Mares, put the captaincy on Mares, and just you could get a humongous round. Salamane. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Salamane, Kane, Sun, Bale. Can you fit all that in? Probably not. But you know, something like that. Anyway. Yeah. And what, do you have anything else on on midfielders, uh, Jamie? 
Well, I, th- I think the one that I, I would fear not owning this week is Son. I think, uh, you know, I got rid of him this week to try and get some extra double game weekers in. I, I would be worried about not owning him. Um, yeah. yeah, VAR saved us there. You never know what Wolves is going to turn up, though, do you? I mean, if they're Wolves that play four at the back with with, with Kilman and, you know, eight Nori and, and stuff, then, yeah, the Spurs could absolutely crucify them. But if if they're Wolves that turn up with the back three of Cody, Bolly, Sice, you know, and, 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 and their normal wing-back formation, then... It could be a tight game. Like Wolves don't normally get smashed, but they've just looked awful recently, and I just don't feel like they know their identity at the moment, really, do they? No, they're they're kind of different formation every game. I guess one other that I probably would look at is Ward Prowse, although Southampton aren't great at the moment, but you never know with him. You know, he's on pens. He could bang in a free kick. They've got fairly decent games, haven't they? They're just looking now, they've got Fulham, Leeds. Yeah, so War Prowse is another one that I would, I would consider as well. Nice. Um, we, so we've got a few questions and then we move on to strikers. So Jeff Pedder said, 7.5 million for a midfielder for the f- final three weeks. Who are you liking? Um, so, Jamie, if we come to you on that one first, is there any midfielders that up to 7.5? I mean, you've mentioned Sigurdsson a couple of times. Would he be the main one or...? I think Foden is a good option, but as you said, you've got the you've got the rotation risk. I like I, I do quite like Eze. I think he's good good fun to watch as well. Um, an interesting one, and um, one that people will probably avoid because of the fixtures, is Madison. But Leicester have got a lot to play for. Uh, is is he worth considering? Uh, I just think I'm, he's been poor. I'm Since selling. I'm selling. Him. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I own him, and I mean, I'm 100% selling Madison. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Rod just keeps coming out with these weird quotes about his fitness, saying he's not mm-hmm. fully fit yet. He's not fully fit yet. There's been some rumours about an argument with Rodgers. I, I have no idea if that's true, but I can't wait to sell Madison. <laughs> it's a bit of an off-the-cuff shout, that one. Uh, Eze, as I mentioned, um, who else would I be looking at? And Will Prowse. I think Will Prowse could get some decent points over the next few weeks as well. So I'll be looking at those guys. Nice. nice. It's nice to have so many options. I think for me, if I had to pick one, it would be Rafinha. Yeah, like I, I know he, exactly the same. Yeah, they did say he wouldn't, he was, wasn't was even close to starting. I think Bielsa said he wasn't even close to mm. starting, but I think he's worth the risk and it's why I've held him so long. Yeah, um, he, he came on for what, 30 minutes as well? So he, an assist. Yeah, yeah he, he came on for a reasonable amount of time for a sub. I've, I've, I brought him in on my 31 wild card. I hadn't owned him all season because um, I, I felt he was still due um, a big haul and obviously he's, he's had this injury and I've held him the whole time because I, I want him for these last three and I, I think, yeah, he would be my number one pick um, for, for Jeff's question under 7.5, 100%. Yeah, he's going to be... Well, Rafinha, I mean, just unbelievable. As you said, when he came on in that last half an hour, wasn't it, against Tottenham at the weekend, it looked really, really, really dangerous. Yeah. Mm. 5.4 million. He's getting a price hike next season. So I guess we just got to enjoy it for the for the last three game weeks. Yeah. Um, we had a question from J-Roz. Is it too soon to bring back Rafinha? We've covered that, but his other question moves us quite nicely onto strikers. So J-Roz is asking Antonio or DCL for the last three game week. So Josh, if we start with you this time, which would you go for? Because this is actually something I've been debating myself. I would probably go Antonio purely because... Everton's last game of the season is way to Man City. And even though 
City will obviously won the league by then. I expect them still to put out a half decent team because it's their, I think their uh, their game at home in front of the fans. They'll lift the trophy. Um, so yeah, it just put me off that one. Whereas if you look at West Ham, Brighton away without Dunk, West Brom away, Southampton at home, lovely. I mean, Antonio when when he's on form and and you know he's just he's unplayable, isn't he? But I do think there's other options that haven't been mentioned to look at at the same sort of price. And in Bamford, who you mentioned earlier, and Chris Wood as well, who's got Leeds, Liverpool, Sheffield United. And I say Liverpool, but you've got to remember with um, Williams and Phillips at the back, he could have a field day there. Um, And then the other one is um, Callum Wilson, who... Although he's got City this week, then goes into Sheffield United and Fulham. So not the worst fixtures if either you can hold out until 37 or bench him in 36. Jamie, do you have a need to, to add to that list? Yeah, I quite like that Callum Wilson short shout. I hadn't thought of it because I kind of just looked at City this week. Antonio for me would be the number one. I've already got DCL. I'm not going to be selling him ahead of... Sheffield United, but those fixtures look lovely for for Antonio and his style of play, you know, against those slow Brighton defenders and what's coming up. Callum Wilson looked absolutely amazing, didn't he, uh, at the weekend? He looked so sharp. Uh, so, yeah, Wilson, maybe if you're bringing somebody in in 37, but if you're looking for the three weeks, uh, Mikel Antonio, number one for me. Yeah, see, this this is one I'm really torn on. So the three players I had written down for my own team were Calvert-Lewin, Antonio and Wood. Um, I'm probably going to ignore Bamford just because of minutes, even though he's on penalties. Um, I don't know. It feels like the safe one would be just be to go to Antonio. You know, he's got he's got three good fixtures. Go for him. And I don't have to worry about that striker spot again, unless his hamstring gives out. But then also not having Calvert-Lewin against Sheffield United, it seems really really risky so what I am considering is going to Calvert-Lewin and then switching to Chris Wood for the for the last game of the season so for game week 38 but obviously then I'm using two transfers to do that but yeah they're all great shouts and I mean to be honest I'm really on the fence with this one I think if if you've got other transfers planned I'd go for Antonio and you're probably set for the season in that position Target, target Sheffield United well that's yeah exactly so you go Calvert-Lewin DCL Wilson Wood yeah, but then you're talking about all your transfers, aren't you? <laughs> it could work out, though, couldn't it? Well, I mean, Calvert-Lewin's genuine captaincy shout this week. so Yeah, and, and let's not forget Richarlison. I know he's um, been a bit on and off, you know, throughout the season. And I think a lot of it's down to where he's playing on the pitch in terms of, you know, in, in his stats and goals and whatnot. But he's mm. always a threat. And um, I think, weirdly enough, when, when James Rodriguez is out, he, he normally is more likely to play in a two than if Hamas Rodriguez is playing. We've got a question. I like this one from, from Mark Bison. He's asking basically best triple captain punt for FPL managers chasing in the last three game weeks. So I, mean, I don't know how many people have kept their triple captain. And why they wouldn't have played it this week unless they yeah. already got a different chip to play this week, like wildcard or, or bench boost or something or free hit. Yeah, um, it's real patience. Or maybe they just forgot to set the team and... Uh, I don't know, but I, I think I'd go look at the City players this week. Mm. I think I can't really see past that. I think that's I think that's what, I, what I'd do. You do. Think, though, do you think you're going to get 90 minutes out of them? And I know they don't need 90 minutes to do the damage, but, you to know. To win the title. 
is there a 90 minute option there that would might interest you more like say they're three nil up against newcastle and they're pulled after 60 65 minutes i mean we assume we know the schedule now don't we we know we know the everyone you know the fixtures everyone's got and they're all going to be hopefully single game weeks i think so so. i guess you just look at your next three captains you've got an idea in your head and then just pick the best one one out of those three yeah Mm. difficult isn't it i was going to come in there i think sometimes game week 38 can be an absolute points fest can't it so yeah sentimental pick would be Aguero at <laughs> home to Everton, probably taking everything. But they said that about David Silva last year. And uh, also Everton away from home have been good. Home to Palace, Bamford, West Brom. Sometimes, yeah, game week 38, if you get it right. Kane against Leicester. Yeah. I know it sounds, his record against Leicester is phenomenal. His old team. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would go game week 38. I think you're right, Jamie. I think have a bit of fun. Leave it to the last week. And I would maybe, I would go either Salah at home to Crystal Palace, Antonio at home to Southampton, I think could be exciting, or Kane, just because you've just got you've just got to look at the golden boot list and go, right, which one of you wants it? And it's going to be Kane or Salah, isn't it? Wasn't but Salah think... benched in game week 38 last season? And that was when we had team leagues. Really? See? Yeah, I seem to remember. I seem to remember that because well, I think that was, you know, when Rockstar was doing his leaks last season. And I'm pretty sure that obviously Liverpool had already wrapped up the title at that point. Yeah. Because um, I seem to remember like Magnus Carlsen had captain Salah, um, and a lot of people ended up ended up selling him. <clears throat> Did he come on? Is the question. Genuinely, that's a memory test. I don't. I don't know. All I remember is Man City against uh, Norwich. Yeah. And, yeah, that was good. But I think game week 38, yeah, is the most exciting one for sure. Yeah, no, that's a good shout. Good shout. Um, so we've got one final question on this on this topic, and it's from from Emma. So Emma's asking, what was your perfect team for the last three weeks? She says it's it's slightly weird. We it's slightly weird being all alone on wildcard, missing the shared excitement of the busy surgery wildcard Slack channel to have fun discussing plans. So well done for keeping your wildcard that long. <laughs> That's really impressive. And I guess you can really attack the fixtures. But should, should we start with goalkeepers then? Jamie, what, what goalkeeper would you go for? Well, I would probably go for Alisson if I had yeah. money. I think, you know, I could see Liverpool getting three clean sheets. So that would be <clears> kind of premium pick. I think you could be looking at uh, Pickford as well. I think Everton looked decent at the back lately. I'd be looking at him. Fabian, I know you guys said before, Fabianski, yeah, I've got... I have got some doubts about West Ham's defence, although somebody like Soufell, you can kind of dress it up with his attacking returns. But I'd probably be looking at um, Alisson, Pickford, or possibly Melier. I'd probably be looking yeah, at. that's who I'd look at, Melier. One thing with Pickford, and I almost feel like I might have dreamt this, but I don't think I did. Uh, there was some quote from Ancelotti about rotating Pickford with, I think it was Olsen. with Olsen. Yeah, like, he's done uh, it a few times. Yeah, and I, th- I think he actually said something. I'm going to try and find it, and I'll retweet it on the Surgery account if it's I can. Not, I mean, there's, there's uh, a few, there's a few, uh, there's been a bit of that this season. Obviously, Mendy and Kepa, Leno and Ryan, you know, now you've got Forster and McCarthy. It's like, why have people started rotating goalkeepers? It's um, it's not good for, not good for our, uh, you know, our hearts, is it? Our, no, our FBL players. 
I'd go Meslier. I think um, he's he's the one I'd go for. I'd triple up on Leeds, and he would be one of my three, personally. She's, yeah. He's cheap enough, 4.7. Got a good save rate. So and they're, and they're playing teams in Burnley, Southampton, and West Brom. They could all clean sheet. They could clean sheet all three of them. Quite yeah, easy. Not, I like I like that. I like the Fabianski shout. I think, despite what we said about West Ham's defence. Yeah. Anyway, that's goalkeepers. Let's move on to defenders. So I think we've covered. Earlier, we've obviously we've mentioned Dallas, we've mentioned Trent. Yeah, they're but, they're locks for me. Yeah, so who would the third one be? Because I think for me it would be Dean, and we've all got him. So I mean, Creswell's not not a bad option. Cre- well, he he went off injured, I think, as well. Oh, did he? Oh, sorry. Yeah, get um, Kufau uh, or Dawson then in in that sense. I mean, I know I said about their them being without Rice and playing four at the back, but I think they're definitely options to look at for uh for the final three yeah what do you reckon jamie yeah i mean obviously the ones that we discussed earlier i think one that i was looking i was looking at palaces fixtures if you needed somebody a little bit cheaper so you could look at perhaps um joe ward or, or cahill um city you, you just you don't know who i don't think any of those center backs are going to play all three all three games uh, all full backs yeah and if you want to if you want somebody cheap from uh, Leeds, if you've really got Dallas, you know, you talked about Ailing earlier or Strouk uh, is a decent shout. Uh, if Chelsea had the three games, I would say them all day, but they don't play in 36, do they? Because Chelsea, Chelsea would be my top shout for mm. for defenders at the moment. Yeah, so I'd, I'd be having a look. I wouldn't go for Spurs defenders. I just think they always look like they can concede a goal. Godfrey's a good shout if you can't afford Luca Dean, I think. Yeah, great shout, great shout. We'll move on to midfielders then. Now, we've covered a lot of midfielders and attackers, so let's blast through this. Then we'll go for the piss break, and we'll come back and do some questions. Um, but it's, let's say we're doing a 3-4-3 three, three for yeah, most Yeah, I, th- I think that would be the formation at the moment. I really yeah. do. There's nice strikers at the moment. I think so. So, so Jamie, what four midfielders, if you're on wildcard, would you go for? Which four would I go for? I'd, I'd go for Salah. Probably go for I probably go for Son, and then I'm looking around a bit cheaper. I'd probably go for Sigurdsson. I'm not going to go for him, but what I wanted to throw into the mix was um, Dwight McNeil. I think I sent that to you guys. I was going to say that earlier, but I thought uh, Richard uh, would be like, "Oh God, stop banging on about Dwight McNeil," because I was loving him before for uh, on the last <laughs> double game week before. And, uh, he's a good player. He's a good player. I think he'll go to a bigger club in the summer. Mm. He's still young, isn't he? He's he is, and um, he's 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 one of the few classic wingers left in the game, as in like, you know, dribbles to the byline, whips in across, you know, and um, uh, you know, they're, they're they're a rare thing now. All the wingers are, are, are sort of inverted forwards now, aren't they? Trying to bang in the goals. <laughs> yeah, I would look at McNeil because I know they've got um, they've got one half fixture, but they've also got Sheffield United on the last day, and they've got Leeds who can be leaky. So he's a is a decent option, I think. And the other one that I'd probably look at that we've mentioned previously, uh, I just got, I don't know, I just got a sneaky for, for Eze. I think uh, he could pick up some points the last three games. Nice, yeah. And Villa, Arsenal, Liverpool for him. So, yeah, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. What, what, what about yourself, Josh? Who would you go for? Well, I think you could go really aggressive and go Salah, Mane, Bale, Son, if you wanted to. If you trust Spurs, yeah. Really, really aggressive at it. And you've got two decent fixtures for Spurs and three decent fixtures for Liverpool. 
Um, but if you were going to go with this, this, this sort of typical structure in terms of, you know, some premiums and some are not, I'd, I'd go definitely Salah. I'd probably go Sun over Bale. And then midfielder-wise, I'd go Rafina. If I'm on wildcard, I'd probably chuck in a City one because I think you've got the flexibility there. And I think my choice would be Mares. Nice, nice. I think if I was on I was on wild card, I'd go for Salah, Mane. I'd ignore Spurs. So Salah, Mane, Foden, Mares, and then I'd have Rafinha on the bench, who would come in for for Foden for the upcoming games, and then I'd sell Mares after one week. So I'd go for double Liverpool and double City as well. I think really attack it. Um, and strikers, Jamie. Uh, strikers, I would be looking at. Uh, Antonio, who we mentioned earlier, uh, probably you've got to have Harry Harry Kane in there. And then my third one, that's tricky, isn't it? It would either be DCL or Wilson. And with Wilson, you've got to think, well, maybe he might not do anything this week, but 37 and 38 look good. So Antonio, Kane, and I'm going to go... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna mix it up and go for Callum Wilson. I like that shot. Oh, we almost had the same. I'd have had Kane, DCL, Antonio for my three. What about you, Josh? Well, I'd go Kane, Antonio, and Wood. So we've all gone different. We have, but then then I'll do the DCL to Wood. Uh, sorry, yeah, DCL to Wood in 38. Right, you've already I've booked in all your transfers then. Because you're well, getting rid of Mares next week, and then you're getting Wood in in 38. Yeah, and then I'd have one more transfer. So. No, you, no, you, you didn't because you played your wild card this week. So. Oh yeah, I don't. Oh yeah. So there we go. That that would be it. <laughs> you well, that's all you've not rolled, mate. You've not rolled from last week. The wild card's so strong. I know. No, I don't know what you mean though. When you've got you, you can wild card with a nice bench, nice squad, and then you've got yeah, you, you should have the options to be able to do to do those luxury transfers. Yeah, but nice, nice. Um, So what we're going to do now is we're going to go for the piss break. So we've got a new piss break today. FPL Dave has recorded something. So as always, the Iceman's piss break is sponsored by FPL Merch. Welcome back to FPL Merch Radio. Now, before we get to our callers, I just want to remind the listeners of our main talking point today, loser forfeits. So are you an FPL loser? Do you have any friends at the bottom of your mini league? And what is their forfeit? Let's take a call. Line one, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? All right, mate. How's it going? Well, James from Norwich, we are asking people today, are you an FPL loser? Oh, for God's sake. What, what, uh, am I being recorded? I feel like I'm being recorded. Mm, 800k overall rank. Not looking good, James. And I also heard you recently lost your job. David, if you're doing the FPL merch advert, I am part of FPL merch now, and I don't remember approving anything like this. Well, since you're such a loser this season, James, we're going to offer you loads of FPL merch forfeit goodies courtesy of FPLmerch.com. We've got a tiara, wooden spoon, even a car bumper sticker that says FPL loser on board, honk to remind me, and loads more. You happy with that, James? I'm not happy with any of this. I'm telling you now, if this sees the light of day... You are very welcome. Thanks for calling. And he's going away with that FPL merch goodie bag. Remember, folks, FPL merch isn't just for the winners. It's for the losers, too. Just like James. Keep a lookout for loads of embarrassing loser forfeits on FPLmerch.com. Available from Gaming 37 onwards. Welcome back, listeners, and we'll go straight into our questions. So we've got a few questions this week from Twitter. First one is from Captain Hindsight Legacy Fan, 
No hindsight involved regardless of who scored this week. And with 36 in mind too, what was a logical and acceptable and mathematical amount of hits to make? So far making a profitable minus four move, but a minus eight Rudiger to Ward would have potentially been profitable up the pod. So Jamie, you, you did a minus eight um, and I'm assuming that's paid off. Yeah, yeah. It's paid. <laughs> yeah, I think this week you, you could definitely afford a minus eight if you've kind of, you know, calculated your trend. It's such an unusual situation with that triple game week. I think it's probably the only, off the top of my head, the only minus eight. I might have taken one. But yeah, I think minus eight was would have been, you know, the, the kind of ceiling amount. Anything less than that it can be a bit silly. But yeah, minus, minus eight, I think, which is coincidentally what I went for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. I think it's one of those team dependent things because normally yeah. I hate doing hits, but this season I've done multiple minus eights. I even did a minus twelve, and then a triple game week gets announced and I end up rolling. But I just just couldn't see a way that Man United play, players played three games or not not guaranteed anyway. And with well, it being a double as well, I think if there was a triple game week and all the other teams had singles, it would be different. And I'd happily do a minus twelve, minus sixteen, but just didn't feel like the triple was that much better than the double i'm gonna regret saying that aren't i <laughs> i mean i didn't take any um i'm not i don't know just not really uh i think i i kind of look at it as a way of it's, it's time to a way of gaining ground on other people by not taking hits um but it's just however you set up really isn't it it's um it all depends on the game week but i agree with what jamie said in the sense that it's if you're ever going to do it, it's better doing it in a in a double game week, especially when you're playing a chip like Jamie has, you know, in in the bench booth, because it's gonna, it's got so much potential to to come back to you, and and you know how many how many times are we gonna get a triple game week again? It was just the way it was set out, because obviously with Jamie it's perfect because you had bench boost, but mm. it was the fact that it was a triple when it was already a double, and then there's a blank. It made it really really weird, like a really yeah. tough situation. And they're not good like- fixtures either. No, it, it was it was really strange because when I first saw a triple, it was like oh wow, and then you realise they blank straight afterwards. Um, the, there's like a day turnaround time between each game. It was yeah, it was probably this season's been weird, but that was the weirdest, probably the weirdest game week of the season is is this one, um, especially with it being so late on. But we've got a question from Jamie Dodd at 815k. Is it start to is it time to start planning for next season? So I'm a similar rank, and yes, I I, I think I don't know. I mean, your your ranks are obviously much better, but what would your aim be, Jamie? I would say keep going, whatever. You know, it depends what you got to play for in terms of various leagues. But I'd say if that was my rank at the moment, I'd probably be taking a few more gambles. But um. In terms of planning for next season, you can't really plan for next season to the pre-season anyway. So my advice to Jamie would be keep going. You know, a couple of good weeks, you could get up to 500k, which is a, a respectable rank. But I'll probably be taking a few punts over the next two weeks, uh, next three weeks with that rank. I would captain a differential for each of the th- final three game weeks, like a massive differential. Not just a differential captain, but someone that is, you know, under 10% owned. So like you know, Marnes, uh, Bales, Sterlings, um, you know, yeah, um, the City boys, and I'd and I'd yeah, that's that would be my way. I'd you know keep your team fairly template-ish as it as it probably is, and you know with with a lot of the good picks and the value picks in there. But yeah, go go wild with the captaincy because you could chop away a hundred 
100k each game week easily with a with a really really high upside captaincy pick that comes off. Yeah, I mean that's why I've been captain in Vardy pretty much most weeks recently. Um, and there's been like one peak, obviously against Sheffield United, but it's it's not been easy this season. There's not been a lot of alternative big hitters like Manny and stuff. And there's no. been where whereas at the start of the season we looked at it and we go. God, how are we going to fit in all these players, you know, in terms of all the premiums? And you're looking at it with, you know, KDB, Aguero and Rashford and Bruno and the Chelsea boys who haven't haven't really hit it off since since they signed in the summer. Like, not not truly. You know, Havertz has looked decent recently, but not not truly. Aubameyang's been off. Um, then, you know, Mane's been off. Sterling's been off. So it's 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 not been the headache it's been previously, but I think next season, you know, especially with a couple of signings, if the likes of Haaland signs, Jaden Sancho, it could be it could be what we were expecting this season. Yeah, Pookie as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so James Drury, the Iceman, has said, name a better FPL manager than Hogsrud. He's having an incredible time, isn't he? We mentioned him last week. He was about 200th in the world. At the time of recording, he's up to 67th in the world. Wow. Yeah. It's very impressive. He's done really well and, uh, yeah, really, really happy for him. Yeah. uh, I like like Stefan's way of of FPL management. And, um, yeah, we always have a good chat and mull over things and stuff. So, yeah, good for him. And uh, it'd be great to see if he can uh, really, really push it. As far as he can go, I don't know. I sort of, I don't often look up that um, that high very often, but it'd be interesting to see how many points he is. Not, you know, that he's going to win it, but you know, maybe he could get into the top twenty or top ten. Seventy points off first. Yeah, I'd what? say it's. Um, I'd say for that reason, then I'd say he could finish top ten easily, if not, you know push it a bit further is 70 points too far the thing is with Stefan and he because he was saying in in the slack channel earlier he was saying how you know people said it couldn't happen that he plays quite safe and he doesn't captain you know these high risk players Mm. and maybe that's why I mean I probably would have thought he's gonna finish you know one two thousand but I would never thought playing that way he could win it Mm. but I mean it depends on the season I would say this season, like like last season, right? So late riser last season finished. What was it like thirtieth or something like that? Um, and he he did really well last season from the whole upside upside chasing strategy. And last season, Stefan didn't have a great season. Uh, I think he was eighty k. So not not a bad season, but it wasn't for him and, and and you know for all of us. It wouldn't be a season that you'd be you know, shouting them from the rooftops about. And um, then then on the flip this season, obviously late risers not had his best season and Stefan's smashing it and he's in the top hundred. And I think it's just been one of those seasons where um the the patient, no hits, you know, temp vet fairly template, both in terms of picks, value picks, captaincy, has worked this season. Um, I think you've mentioned it a couple of times on the pod, Rich, about how um, Mikel Topvan's um, captaincy calculator each week has is, is, is done very well over the course of the season. Um, and I think for that reason, yeah, it, it's favoured that approach and that play. Whereas, like I say, last season it favoured more late risers. And who knows what way this it will go next season. It might be a, 
you know, it might be sort of more Stefan's route or more, or more late risers or yeah. an amalgamation of the both of them. The end of last season did benefit risks because City, um, I mean, I was about 150,000th with maybe four weeks to go and I finished 20K just because just going three City attackers. Yeah, there's um, not been, yeah. there's not really been, you know, like I think, you know, you've probably been looking for it and others have too, whereas, you know, there's not really been a player that's a premium pick really that's emerged for the last run of game. It's obviously Bale got that hat trick, but, you know, I'm talking true premium, you know, 10 million plus has got a great FPL history. You know, where are the Sterlings, the Marnes? Yeah, the I've, captained, I've captain Mane, I've captain the Bamiyang, I've captain Vardy. They'd be the alternative but, premiums. But, not, but none of them that haven't done it over the season have gone right. I haven't done it over the season, but I'm going to smash it for the last five six seven eight game weeks Trent has come back into form and Trent started doing well but it's Trent's not unfortunately someone that's gonna 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 hit the heights of like an Abamyang or a Mane or a Sterling and I think you know it would have been great if one of those or two of those players had, could have hit you know some really good form like I think you said last season Sterling was was huge for you in terms of and you Mares, know yeah yeah, so, yeah, it's just not happened. And therefore, yeah, I mean, you know, not taking one single thing away from Stefan. It's an incredible season for him and very happy for him. But I think, yeah, that's why I see it as it's been his season, not late rises, as a prime example. And last season was the opposite um, in that they are two very, very different FPL managers in terms of their their the way they play. There's not one that's right and there's one that's wrong, but this season has suited Stefan's style. Well, that's what I thought, because Stefan's, I mean, his record's incredible. You know, he's had 2K finishes, 1K finishes. I mean, it really is incredible. I just always thought, you know, it was hard to win FPL playing, you know, such a, he calls it an optimal way. Like, you know, he, I think he likes a lot of stats, the algorithms, you know. Yeah, no, he's very into He's, yeah. he's very into Mikel's algorithm and he like he looks at that as like you know the bible essentially in terms of like you know that is his guide to the captaincy calculator every week that is his guide to who should you know who the value picks are and um and, and the way to play and that's great that you've he's found I think you know his methods and process but equally you know Mikel's model and I know they're they're good friends they obviously chat a lot and stuff about decisions and, and thoughts and whatnot and how the the algorithm yeah <laughs> how the algorithm is um you know is interpreting things I personally don't go that route I'd say that I'm way more similar to Stefan and late riser in the way I play but I don't personally like but I, I am a patron of Mikel's and I do look at his algorithm, but I don't use it anywhere near to the extent that, that Stefan does. I like to personally kind of use stats that I'd find in like the Fantasy Football Scout members area, the, the hub members area and and use, yeah, the combination of stats and eye test and, and then football knowledge as well, you know, um, and, and FPL knowledge over, over the past seasons that I've played. But yeah, it's just hey, different different horses for courses, really. Nice. What, what do you think? What do you think, Jamie? I was well, I was going to give a shout out. Interestingly, in Moonlight, we've got two leagues, and we've, in the lower league, the Championship, we've got a guy called Louis Harrington, ranked 17 in the world at the moment. Um, wow. 
And if you, I was just looking at his previous ranks, and he's just, I don't think he's ever been in the five figures before. So it's a really interesting season, isn't it? Because you said before, kind of some of the guys who play the kind of safe, traditional way doing well, but then we've got somebody like that just having an absolute blitzer of a season out of nowhere. I mean, I've, I've looked, I've been following this team for the last seven or eight, and he just hasn't made a bad decision. It's just been like one of those seasons where everything has gone absolutely. <laughs> I know I've got the, I've got my first season in your leagues this season. Um, James Iceman and, uh, and Rich said to me to get in the league. So I'm actually in the championship, which is uh, I think where you, where you start. Yeah. And um, I was, I was edging myself into the top 10 and I thought, oh, I wonder how far I can go. I wonder if I could, if I could win it. And then I looked at the top and saw uh, Louis Harrington, and I was like, oh no, he's. Uh, yeah. I mean, to give a give, to give an idea, I'm tenth, and he's and he's um, two hundred points ahead of me. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, he's I, doing I rather well. It's just a freak season for him. <laughs> yeah. I, I I looked at his team because I I've got a friend. I, he's never finished in the top million, and he was in the top hundred or so after about ten game weeks. Yeah. And it was because he's a Spurs fan and kept captain in Son and he had Kane. But I've looked yeah. at Louis' team while we're talking and I expected he started with Son and Kane in game week two, but he didn't. And he's 17th. Yeah, be- again, something like this week, he's brought Godfrey in. You know, everything he's done has kind of turned to... to <laughs> yeah, it's just one if, you, if you look, though, if you look at his game week ranks, yeah. right? So he's had game week ranks this season of 20k, 12k, 74k, 91k 73k and his current one is 76k yeah. i mean to get one in the to, to get one game week rank in the top 100k yeah. in a game week is very good in, in a season but to get like five or six that's yeah. huge and his lowest game week rank was four million and but nothing else is close to that it's yeah. crazy. with the moolah league then so obviously People do very, very well in in yeah. that. Have you had any people come like top 10? Uh, yeah, I think our highest off the top of my head, guy you might know, Sean uh, Sean Tobin. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he I think he might have come 7th or 12th. I'll have a look at his rank afterwards. And then we had another guy who's been top top 30 before. Yeah. Yeah, he's but, in, uh, he's in a, 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 a league that me and Rich are in, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he finished 16th in the 18th, 19th season. That would, yeah, sure. that would have been the one that he won. Yeah, nice guy, sure. Yeah, so, but yeah, it really. But if we look at the the Prem this season, the guy who's top Sid, who a few people might know, um, he's only his ranks. You know, it's still amazing, 1,136. But Louis is just an absolute, you know, amazing season to be seventh <laughs> in that championship. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's probably one we need to break down in the pre-season, like different managers and how they do so well. Cause, yeah, um, and guys like Fabio Borges, who's always in that top five, or, you know, the, the amazing consistency that guys like that have is, yeah, it's just incredible. Isn't it? no, oh, really, yeah, he's really. like, his, his, his record is the best I've ever seen. <laughs> he's not even been playing for that many seasons, <laughs> but every, every finish is just, like, incredible. We'll move on to our feedback. So I, I love the feedback this week. It's from George. And I was actually a bit concerned when he sent this to our Twitter account. But he said, you sold me. Uh, or our last, last week's guest sold him. Um, first time I ever listened to a pod. Did Harry Kane to Benteke? 950k OR. What do I have to lose? I mean, apart from not having Kane for next week, that's obviously the downside. But so far, that has 
that has paid off unless we get red cards or miss penalties or something like that. So well done, George. And thank you, John, for the for the Benteke suggestion last week. Uh, we've mentioned Mikhail Tokram already, but you can access his algorithm at patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. We're also partnered with Fantasy Football Hub. We've been given the exclusive sign-up code, Surgery15. Go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk. You can sign up there for 15% off using the code, capital letters, Surgery15. And of course, we're partnered with FPL Doodles. You can follow Doodles on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at FPLDoodles1. And he does the artwork for the pod release tweet each and every week. So we touched on our captains earlier. So our transfers and captains. Um, but what, what's your early thoughts on that, Jamie? I'm really tempted to uh, captain whichever City player I bring in. But I think at the moment, considering I'm just coming off the back of what should be a really good week, I probably will play it safe and go for Kane. I think he might be Jim as well. Uh, in terms of who I'm going to bring in, I'm looking <coughs> at Antonio up front, and then I'm probably looking at uh, Mahrez in midfield for Greenwood and Ian Acho. Nice, nice. And that was for a hit? Yeah, for a minus four, so I can get up to 10 players for next week. Yeah. Nice. Sounds good. And you've obviously earned a few, fair few points this week to afford the hit. So yeah, I think uh, I think I'm, I'm happy to take a minus four. Obviously, if there was an injury and I'd be down to nine, that would start to look a bit ropey. But I'm, I'm fairly happy with that. For the moment. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. There's no injuries for us, but there's a long way to go in the in the game week. Josh, what are you thinking? Um, I've got two transfers, uh, as I said earlier, only 0.4 in the bank. It's just whether I lose Bruno or not. It's difficult and whether I think that any of the replacements are really worth it um so I'd say in my in my thinking is Dallas um be nice to have him back um for either Rudiger or Shaw one of the strikers that we mentioned um for for Iheanacho so Antonio Wood um Wilson probably not Wilson actually this week because they've got City or or uh, or DCL or Richarlison or um, I'd get rid of Bruno and bring in probably Sun. But I'll just be using two. I've got 10 at the moment, one of which is Brewster. So I'll make two transfers and then I can bench Brewster because he's got Everton away. If he had a decent fixture, I'd probably just use one of them and roll the other one and play Brewster. And just, you're you're, you're going to owe me a beer, Josh. Why? Oh, yeah. yeah I bet, good... don't you, that you said Brewster yes. was scored before the end yeah. of the season. That's First beer at FF Fest is uh, is mine if Brewster scores before the end of the season. <laughs> I mean, it didn't not... even start against Palace. I was like, come on, give me a chance. Like, it's, it's not happening, mate. They're even, they even is, bought some kid he's on He's going to get a scabby goal like, <laughs> off a corner. It's going to bounce around the box, hit him, go in, and he's going to go nuts. And, yeah, probably uh, against Reading next season. And um... <laughs> visualise my beer, Reading way. Do you think he'll be playing in the championship next season or do you think he he is, isn't he? Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, no one's going to buy him. No, uh, not at 20 million or whatever. And uh, I don't know. He was highly rated at Liverpool. So, I mean, I think he might. There's a chance he's good in the championship. Such a shame. Such a shame. Like, yeah. he had an amazing pre-season for Liverpool as well. Maybe he just needs to drop down a level. He'll find his feet at the championship and he'll be back. Yeah. But, Fingers crossed. I, you know, I hope he does well. But my transfers this week. So the reason I rolled was because I knew I'd already have 11 players and I wanted to look at bringing in either Mane, Bale or Aguero. They were the ones I'd written down. Um, so having two transfers would have made that easier. I've straight away, I've crossed, crossed Aguero off the list. Um, I'm going to have so my three bench players are going to be the three Leicester guys. So the 
only players have got Blanken and Madison Vardy and Nacho. Uh, I'm going to keep Nacho. So it's going to be a case of Madison's going to, Madison's definitely going to go probably to Foden. And then I might do Vardy to probably Calvert-Lewin. The only problem then, if I use both transfers, is I've got to either bet, I've got to bench Target or Konza, who've got Palace, which seems a pretty good fixture, or Eiling against Burnley. So I, I don't really need to use both. But I might be tempted because I want Foden and I probably want Calvert-Lewin. And captaincy, I mean, that's tough, but I might captain Foden. I think if I bring him in, I think I might just captain him, you know, just have a bit of fun with it. Fingers crossed. Um, He's been your darling this season and he was your triple captain. So I think I think it's uh, it'd be nice to... Uh... Going back there one last time, he's the only he's the only game he's assured to start between now and the end of the season, you'd think. Yeah, I'd have thought so. Yeah, I mean, and with the triple captaincy, he managed to match players like Kane, who had a double. So Yeah, and uh, you're not going to get him at that price next season either. Please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Please join the FPL Surgery Podcast League. The code is 439HW9. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at FPL Surgery. Subscribe on iTunes. Please rate the podcast five stars. And of course, you can email us fplsurgerypodcast at gmail.com and I mean if you have any feedback at all um, because we're looking at doing a a couple of different things next season you know following following feedback you know please feel free to reach out on Twitter you can DM us you can just tweet us or send an email to fplsurgerypodcast at gmail.com just with any ideas or suggestions that you have you know it'd be much appreciated Jamie thank you so much for coming on this week and how can people find you on social media and contact you about the Moolah Cash League as well yeah. or oh, sorry not for Cash League <laughs> no worries well it might be next season what's this space but yeah um so yeah you can find me on Twitter at Alicia Theory uh should have some exciting developments for the Moolah League next season we look we're looking to expand and uh if you search on Facebook uh it's the four so number four skin MFL the four skin MFL and uh, <laughs> and theory on uh, Twitter. So yeah, it's been a been a pleasure being back on the pod, guys, and, and good luck for the rest of the season. Cheers, yeah, Jamie. Mate. Yeah, thank you so much, Jamie. And you'll be tagged on our tweet as well. Um, so if anyone anyone wants to find Jamie, just wanna, go to our tweet. I want to follow your game week rank for this week and see if you can. Uh, yeah. See if get I into the top 100. Yeah. See if I if I can get to 200 points. I've never done I've ever got 200 points. That's ambitious, but yeah, got a. Oh. Never know. No, 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 you know, 99 halfway point and it's a triple game week. I mean, maths would say you've got a good chance. Yeah, let's hope so. It's going well for guests recently. We had John last week with his Benteke shout and now we've got, we're just rooting for you with the, uh, I mean, we can't claim any credit for it, but <laughs> yeah, definitely be keeping an eye on that. And I hope you can get like maybe number one in the world. Yeah. Well, that'd be amazing. That's a dream. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Um, and next week just... we've got, uh, Ross FPL merch on. We have, and maybe he can. Um, you heard the advert earlier, didn't you? Where he, maybe he can sort me out with a free tiara uh, for coming bottom of most of the mini leagues. Yeah, Ross, just great guy actually. He's really helped us out with Moolah this season in terms of because um, we've had to kind of kind of uh, limit the kind of cash element of it, and it, the prizes he's provided, trophies, absolutely outstanding. So uh, sure, he's having a good run as well in FPL. Really good week last week, so I'm sure he'll be a brilliant guest next week. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to having him on. I'm really looking forward to having him on, and his advert's brilliant. It looks like all the prizes, because he's done, like, I've seen his prizes a few places now. They they do look really good, and I'm yeah. not just saying that because he sponsors the piss break. 
No, the geography's are brilliant, actually. Yeah, and a nice guy, so awesome. But, Josh, you've just got one more thing to say. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.